What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I am in the house today with an associate, I'll say, of mine in the 10X Incubator. Dr. Crystal Morrison is a highly regarded executive advisor, strategist, leader, scientist, and tech entrepreneur now. She is the co-founder of Meerkat Village, which is one of the companies in the 10X Incubator. It's a software company dedicated to improving outcomes for children with special needs by building collaboration and communication among adults providing care. Recently, as I mentioned, she partnered with 10X Incubator to scare, scale, not scare, scale <laughs> Meerkat Village and dramatically improve outcomes for 1 million children in two years. Dr. Crystal Morrison, welcome to the show. Hey, brother. How are you? Good to be here. I'm doing great. Doing great. So we met on, uh, in Miami on an activity, I'll call it. An adventure. <laughs> it, it, it turned out because it was kind of a shit show, but it kind of turned out to have a lot of relationships built out of it, which is pretty awesome. And Absolutely. Um, you know, as you know, my, my son was with me too. So it was a great experience for my son to see. And, and uh, so to me, it was worth that part of it. Anyway, mm-hmm. we got to meet and then uh, a lot of stuff has transpired since then, right? Huge, but huge amount gonna, of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into all that in a second, but I got to start with the same tradition I do every time with a guest on the show and ask the question, what are you made of? I am made of the first word that comes to mind is fearlessness. <laughs> I'm not made of fearlessness. <laughs> and why, what makes you say that? Elaborate. So, you know, I come from pretty simple beginnings. You know, I was the first person in my family to go to college and get a degree and I've been fortunate in my life to be surrounded by a lot of people that just supported me no matter what. And so it's not that I haven't been scared at times, right? I'm just not willing to accept scared as being an answer for not doing something. (laughs) You probably feel the same way, but I'm pretty fearless, I think. And that's definitely a big part of what I'm made of. Yeah. I love that answer. Great answer. So take us back to growing up. Like, Where did you grow up and what kind of family life did you have? Yeah. So I grew up in Arkansas, Southern Arkansas. My parents were super young when I came along. So, you know, I grew up at the same time as they did really. Yeah. We had a pretty simple life, pretty poor, not much going on, but I had this like freedom to go wander around in the woods and do science experiments and everybody just kind of let me run wild. And that was an asset, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, how come you don't have an accent, an Arkansas accent? (laughs) Okay. So... The truth is, is I went off to college and uh, I had somebody from Iowa actually, this cracks me up to this day, you know, tell me I sounded stupid because I had an accent at the time. And I'm thinking like, you're from Iowa, a farm, like how does that make you better than me? But no, I I mean, I I was a female trying to be a scientist and uh, somebody told me just the way I sounded, I sounded stupid. And, And I hate to admit that, but 
yeah, I worked for a little while to try to lose my accent. So at least I didn't have that going against me. But the truth is, is, you know, like everybody get a little bit of uh, rum and coke in me and there's an accent always. Oh, that it comes out. (laughs) Yeah. So there was a president, I believe that was from Arkansas. So, I mean, you know, come on, it can't be that stupid to be from Arkansas. (laughs) So now you live in Pittsburgh, right? I do. I do. Yeah. And how did you get into Pittsburgh? Yeah. So actually, I uh, after graduate school, I was in New Mexico. I worked out in um, New Mexico at Los Alamos National Lab for a long time. And I really wanted to work in industry. And uh, so I took a position in Pittsburgh, moved cross country. And um, I've been in Pittsburgh ever since. So I moved for work, but I really love it here. It's become home and uh, don't think I plan on leaving. Yeah. You don't mind the cold weather? You know, I like four seasons, but yeah. I will be honest with you. It was really freaking cold yesterday. And I was thinking Florida sounded pretty good, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do like the seasons. Yeah. I was, uh, I was in Atlantic city just for yesterday yeah. and it's colder up here than, uh, and then I get to go to Miami Sunday. So I'm good. Yeah. I, I, like if I can go like in the wintertime, cause I live in Maryland and there's four mm-hmm. seasons here, of course, but yeah. uh, if I can get to Florida or somewhere warm once a month during the winter, then I can make it through. But if I, I got, if I have to stay like, man, it ain't happening. I'm gonna have to yeah. move something. Yeah. But so, so then, and then from there, so what have you been doing before you got where I met you on the show? Yeah. Um, what were you doing prior to that? Yeah. So prior to that, I, I led a global R and D for a large global company. And about three and a half years ago, I kind of got worn out with corporate life and really wanted to take control of my career and where I was spending my time. And I decided to launch my entrepreneurial journey. So I started a consulting company where I work with scientists and engineers to build leadership and strategy. And then around the same time, I met my co-founder, Dan Richeson, and we started laying the groundwork for what is now Meerkat Village. So for the past three and a half years, I've been focused on you know working and consulting and also growing the startup. And now before you did that, though, the research and development you were doing, yeah. what specifically were you doing? Paint. <laughs> paint. Paint. Like Absolutely. Re- studying paint? Paint. Yeah. So like, painting everything from tractors and combines to cell phones and battery compartments, paint. To try to, no, no, so, so you were trying to develop it into a better product. Absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did I get get boring or was it interesting or? (laughs) You know, it it didn't necessarily get boring, but primarily because the R&D group I led was working with like 11 different market segments. So everything from cell phones and laptops to tractors to motorcycles. So that was the interesting part is just working with so many different market segments. And then before you got into Meerkat Village, like before that part and you were starting the entrepreneurial journey there. Yeah. Like what what specifically were you doing with leadership? Like what, what, what were yeah. you guys looking into tech with it or studying? Like what were you doing with it? So what specifically I was doing? So I've I've been in tech for a while and I'm a huge proponent of better, stronger, more effective leadership in tech because quite frankly, there's a lot of really crappy, crappy leaders out there in a lot of different fields, but In tech, there's a lot of folks that were trained as scientists and engineers, and they think because they're smart that it means they can be a great leader, and they're so far from the truth. And then we end up building these tech companies with crappy culture, 
crappy ethics. And ultimately, it just means that we're not getting great products and technology to market. And that's awful, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've spent a lot of time um, both coaching and doing programs with different tech companies here in the Pittsburgh area and across the U.S., just, again, really strengthening their leadership and also their strategy. And what is their biggest shortcoming in leadership and what makes a good leader to you? Yeah. So one of their biggest shortcomings is um, in leadership is not connecting. And we talked about this this morning, right? You know, mission, but not connecting the mission of the company or even having a mission as a company, but not connecting that mission of the company with what people are doing on a day-to-day basis. You know, people are much more empowered and engaged if they understand how their work on a day-to-day level is connected with the bigger mission, right? Yeah. And oftentimes that's one of the biggest mistakes that leaders in general make, whether they're in tech or not, is just never bothering to create a mission or vision or even connecting it with people who are doing the work day-to-day. Yeah, I love that. We talk a lot about you know aligning our goals and mission for the company with the, the employees yeah. because at the end of the day, like it's otherwise just a job. You know, they're coming for a job and they're just trading time for money and you know, nobody wants to do that like excitingly. So and uh, the other thing I noticed with leadership too is and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is in order to be a great leader, you gotta be able to paint the picture and vision. But not only that, you gotta be able to hold people accountable. Absolutely. And it's very difficult to hold people accountable when you don't hold yourself accountable. So there's mm-hmm. leaders and coaches that aren't living to the standard that they're leading and coaching to. So that gives an imposter syndrome or a fraud and lack of credibility, and they're never going to hold other people accountable to, to the things that they're not holding themselves accountable. Am I right? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. need to be developed and you were developing them. And then so from there, what made you decide to get into tech and become a co-founder with Meerkat Village? So I met Dan about three and a half years ago, and he told me about his concept for Meerkat Village. And you know, at a very basic level, it was a software tool that would allow parents like myself to communicate with all of the different people that are supporting their child, particularly a child that has special needs. And I'm a mom. I'm a mom of three. And my uh, oldest son is on the autism spectrum. And I've spent, you know, almost 18 years navigating the system and across two states and probably a hundred different teachers, therapists, specialists over the years. And it's exhausting. And there's got to be a better way. Yeah. And so Dan told me about this idea. And I said, Dan, I need this now. I need it now. And we literally from that point on worked on uh, getting Meerkat Village to market. You know, myself. But before, but before you go on, yeah, let me yeah. ask you this because I don't know that everybody understands like what on the spectrum means. Like, yeah. so can you tell us that before you get into the product? Like, what does yeah. that mean? So my son was diagnosed with autism. He is, uh, you know, Asperger's in particular. So he's autism. The definition of autism is that it's a spectrum of many different things. And, uh, you know, in my son's case, he's very uh, rigid, schedule oriented. He's made huge progress over years, over the years. But special needs can really apply to a lot of things, whether it's autism or not. Include sensory challenges, ADHD, a number of different things. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. 
Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Now. So then, so you needed this product. So yeah. when Dan said something about this, you're like, I need it now. So then, yeah. so then where did you go first? Like with this, what you were developing this before 10X Incubator? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Dan had kind of like a spreadsheet, a concept for it. And myself having been um, in the R&D and product development and leading teams, I certainly had an idea of how to get a concept from concept to reality and get products to market. So really, really started thinking about what are the basic functions that this tool needs to have? What do we want it to look like? What are the you know, basic things it needs to do to be successful. And we worked with a small software company to create a functional prototype. That was pretty cool, but, you know, we didn't really want to work with them to develop the software. So we partnered with another software company to create the web-based platform. That wasn't really, it was great. We developed an MVP, but we didn't really have the right team to scale the company and scale the product. And so that's what led me to 10x and the team and the ability to build scale the and sell the company and get the product to market was was a perfect fit for us. So prior to that, prior to 10x, mm-hmm. did you launch it at all into an MVP or did you just get to the MVP and how did that all go that part before? Yeah, we definitely did. We launched the MVP in the summer of 2020, you know, like so many things amid mm-hmm. amid the pandemic. And we have a you know a lot of really strong advocates for Meerkat Village. Again, it's a web-based platform and it's very effective. It's a great tool, but we really needed an app. And we generated revenue. We have early users and we've gotten a lot of great insight from those early users. But we knew that building the app with really good UI, UX, you know, user interface mm-hmm. would be incredibly important. But we didn't have the right team, the right skill set to be able to do that by ourselves. And what does the product do now? And what is it going to do? What's the vision yeah. for it? Yeah. So the product has the vision for the product is basically to leverage technology to build collaboration and communication among all of the adults that surround a kiddo with special needs. And so the three functions of Meerkat Village is team. So bring the team together and allow them to communicate back and forth in a chat style platform. Do is the second feature, and that's strategies that adults are accountable for doing to support the child. And track is the third feature where we're actually tracking the child's progress toward their goals. So it's not just a simple communication platform. We're actually building accountability building strategies, and also tracking how the kiddo is progressing over time. Gotcha. And what's it, what was the MVP? What did the MVP do? Is that the more MVP, communication? Yeah, the MVP was more communication. The do and track function were present, but not built out as effectively as we probably could have. Not a great user interface. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge part of what we're focusing on with 10X is improving the user interface and those functions. Gotcha. Okay. So mm-hmm. I love this. And where did the word, uh, the name Meerkat Village come from? So that is probably one of the coolest stories. I had no idea. But Meerkats actually, you know, get, get your Nat Geo hat on, mm-hmm. right? Meerkats actually live in this incredibly collaborative communities where all of the adult Meerkats have different roles in raising the children, like all of them. 
and they work in a very collaborative, cohesive society where everyone, you know, all the meerkats have roles and responsibilities. And so Dan, my co-founder, was like, we should all behave like meerkats, you know? And that's where the name comes from. Gotcha. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so uh, what's the moonshot? The moonshot. I love to hear Our, you say your moonshot. Come yeah, absolutely. Our moonshot is to improve positive outcomes for 1 million children with special needs in two years by building collaboration and communication among all of their caregivers. That's it. That's it. Yeah, well said. Now, what, what, would this also work? I'm just thinking as you're saying this, special needs children, but then what else is something that someone would need to collaborate on and track? I'm just trying to think of other usage with this where you could spanned out and even scale. Have you guys thought about that besides special needs children? Absolutely. So what we're doing with Meerkat Village is we're actually creating a whole new category of product. Okay. So what I like to tell people is Chrysler gave us the minivan, and Amazon gave us e-commerce, Uber gave us ride sharing, right? Meerkat Village is giving us the category of village-driven care, yeah. leveraging a village of people to care for somebody. And so we're starting with children with special needs. But you can imagine that this type of product would be applicable to elder care, mm -hmm. to veteran care, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one of our brothers in the 10X world mentioned veteran care. You yeah. know, so those are types of situations where people need a village around them to support their care and help them make progress. So it's not just about children with special needs. It can be much bigger. Well, and I got an idea too. And obviously the children are the most important right now, but also beyond that, and this, this is not um, necessarily medically related, but mm -hmm. more like I was just, and I, I don't know why I thought of this all of a sudden, but like you're talking about a village to take care of somebody, then you could take it maybe a totally different product, but the same mm -hmm. technology and use it for like someone that's famous that has a team around them. Yeah. Like yeah. I was watching, the reason I say this is, and I'm not to get off topic exactly what Meerkat does, because this is very important. And I don't want to take anything away from that. But I was watching a show on Netflix that Kevin Hart just put out. It's not a comedy. It's called True Story. Mm -hmm. And it just shows him behind the scenes and as a stand-up comedian, actor, whatever. And then he's got this team of people around him. Right. And I just thought about that as you're saying this too. It's like, and by the way, some let's face it, some celebrities are like special needs. Like, let's face it, right? <laughs> yeah. So let's you be could honest. use this. They could use this to stay in communication with each other for a celebrity mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you thought about that beyond that, because you know, agencies may be able to use this or management yeah. may be able to use this technology for that as well. So yeah. the more use you can get out of this, obviously the better, because that's scaling. So, but I don't know if you thought about that because I was just and I'm thinking what other people have like a, a village that needs to to support them, you know, like individuals, because this is for like an individual being supported by it, right? Yeah. Just... Well, even like a, an athlete, for example, may have mm -hmm. lots of different types of trainers, nutritionists, different yep. people surrounding them, helping them be successful. That, that's another yep. idea. You're really leveraging this village to, to help support them. So there's, you know, there's all kinds of different opportunities yeah. and use cases you can think of. Yeah, yeah, because um, all you need is some connections, and then you get them using it, and then mm -hmm. everybody's communicating with each other, yeah. which is the most important thing. And everybody stays in alignment and on the same page. It's just like business. It's just like leadership yeah. of tech companies. It, alignment, exactly. communication is so important to be able to grow and then get improvement. So I absolutely love that. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything else you want to share about Meerkat or the mission? Um, so just um, if any of you are out there, you have a kiddo with special needs, 
or you're looking for resources on how to support your family, check out Meerkat Village. I'm sure that our social media links are going to be included here, but I encourage you to reach out, check it out, and certainly check out 10X Incubator because we've got a force behind us and we're going to bring some big stuff to the world. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Are, are you needing funds? Are you still raising money from your cat? I am. I am. Yeah, so we speak to are, that. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're raising a 500K seed round to fund the development of the app for Meerkat Village. We launched that seed round in November, mid-November. We've made some pretty good progress, about 125K committed so far. And uh, if you're interested in investing, there's no better no better opportunity to get on the ground floor of Meerkat Village right now. I love it. And and how can people reach you though? Like you, uh, It's going to be in the show notes, but you want to say like the best place for people to engage with you? Yeah. So I'm on a LinkedIn and Instagram, of course. If you're interested in Meerkat Village, my email is cmorrison at integratedvillage.io. You are welcome to email me. I'll get back to you. But certainly connect with me on social media, on LinkedIn and Instagram. It's Dr. Crystal Morrison. All right. Thank you so much, Crystal. I appreciate you coming on the show today. You're doing a great service here. This is going to be huge. It's already huge as far as I'm concerned because of the mission that you're on. And if there's anything I could ever do to help, obviously, you know, I'm just a phone call or message away. And if you're listening to this and this resonated with you, or you want to invest or you want to help in any way, just reach out to Crystal at the email she's provided, or you can always get up with me and I can get you in touch with her. Uh, but thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for all of your support to the What Are You Made Of movement and my guests. Keep coming back. And just a reminder, we're going to be moving to Fireside. We're going to stop recording on Zoom on the coming episodes, and we're going to go to Mark Cuban and Fallon's company called Fireside, which is a great platform where you can actually record podcasts on your iPhone. And I think they're moving it to Mac, Apple Mac uh, laptops as well. But we're going to start doing it there, bringing our guests on there, having live guests and recording it as well. So just be on the lookout for that. And also Blueprinted. Go check out Blueprinted, B-L-O-O-P-R-I-N-T-E-D, blueprinted.com forward slash VIP. If you're a creator, expert, know anything, how to do anything, you should blueprint your success. Stop being selfish, share your success, share your knowledge so that we can make this world a better place. I'm C-Rock. That's Crystal. Till next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.